1990, the internet as we know it was created. An invention of infinite possibilities and unknown potential. There are now over 2 billion websites currently in existence. A wealth of information, functionality, and social media. However, if you dig deeper, there lies more beneath the surface. The strange, bizarre, and dark corners of the net. Welcome to the Weird Wide Web. Welcome back to the Weird Wide Web. Episode 24. Holy spooky season. Spooky season. Spooky season. I don't know. Spooky songs. I think you nailed it. I think that was the spectacular. Uh, it was like uh, kind of going Beach Boys and then stopped and then da da da. But spooky. Hey, you got the spooky in there. That's our good. Yeah, this is our. Oh, by the way, I'm Neil. Joined as ever by Nile. Oh uh, yes. This is the Weird Wide Web, and we've got a spooky episode for you because it's the spooky season, and we're very excited. I'm so excited because I didn't know this was gonna be spooky, but I was gonna bring up uh, spooky movies because I wanted to talk about them anyways. You you were gonna you're gonna fucking wrench that it in. It didn't no matter. matter what you wanted to talk about spooky. If movies. I can fit summer of '84 into every fucking conversation, <laughs> I think I can sneak in a couple of spooky movies in October. That is great. Uh, first, before we dive into the spookiness of the spooky episode, uh, a slight correction that one of our very friendly fans uh, pointed out uh, that I had to go back and check in my notes on this Silk Road episode. So we mentioned that, like, this person that was contacting uh, Ross Albright was like the Hells Angels, but in Canada. I guess in my notes, my brain switched it because I couldn't believe that it was supposed to be the actual Hells Angels, but it totally was supposed to be the actual Hells Angels. They have Canadian chapters, and one of their nicknames is Red and White. So I think my brain just like flashbanged myself <laughs> into not believing it but we'll make that correction that it was actually the hell's angels wow and now let's get to the spooky yeah get to the spooky I, we don't want to talk shit about the actual hell's angels even though their canadian chapters are probably like hey we're like the, the uh what's the in between god i can't think right now uh purgatory we're, we're the purgatory angels because we're kind of nice and in between. <laughs> Man, I love the confidence you dove into that bit with with no no thought to the end game of where you were going. I thought it was going to catch <laughs> up. That, I thought it was going to catch up. Oh, the purgatory the purgatory angels. We got there. <laughs> we got there. But spooky movies. Yes. What do you got? Ooh, so I wanted to ask your opinion. Uh, I was going to do it before, but I figured why the fuck not uh, mm. on on a podcast? Let's dive it in. Last night, I watched Hocus Pocus 2. I have also seen Hocus Pocus 2. How did you feel about it? My partner and I both agreed that it it is it was like the perfect nostalgia encapsulation of a Disney Channel original movie. Uh, yeah, couldn't agree more. It was more. great. Couldn't agree more. It was fantastic. There are so many shit reboots and remakes. It was like... I'm not saying it's it's not breaking the ground yeah. with like how good the movie it is, but it was a great Disney movie. Great. Yeah. It was incredible. I love there's like so many callbacks. Yeah. Not too crazy. I was just thinking I was I was trying to compare the original to this one and I like how they changed some some main plot lines like very similar but there's no kind of love interest. There's no guy and, mm-hmm. and and girl love interest going on. It's just a friend. Yeah. They make the guy like a bitch in it or like the one guy <laughs> in it is a bitch. Um, yeah. It was, I thought it was fucking awesome. And, and I mean, being super fun, being born in 93 when it came out uh-huh. to now being, you remember it fondly. I remember all of it. <laughs> uh, no, I thought, I thought it was fucking awesome. It was super, super fun. And also, I saw that uh, Texas parents are worried that it is casting satanic spells through the TV if you watch it. Just makes me love it anymore. <laughs> Even more. Oh. Even more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you not realize Salem's kind of far away? You guys are okay. <laughs> no, through the t- it's coming through the TV. <gasps> 
the spells. The witches. Oh, yeah, well, obviously, she's fucking Magica Maximus or whatever. Come on. <laughs> no, I thought it, it was super fun. It was a super, super fun, uh, like, Disney spooky Halloween movie. Yeah, very um, self-referential of, like, making fun mm-hmm. of certain things. Like, one of the coolest things I, I literally out loud was like, oh, that's awesome, was when they got on the brooms. And they just updated all mm-hmm. of them. It went from like the the same broom, yeah. of course. It went from a mop to like a Swiffer, and then a vacuum to Roombas. Like awesome to the Roombas. Awesome, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Also, the the explanation of <laughs> she has to be a virgin who lights the candles. What's a virgin? Uh, somebody who hasn't lit a candle yet. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Great. It's fantastic. Yeah, for a Disney movie, like it came up a couple times. Like I thought that was hilarious. No, totally, totally good. But we're not talking about the realm of spooky witches. We're talking about creatures <gasps> and monsters. Today, we are going to discuss the Slender Man. <gasps> Ooh. Are you familiar with the Slender Man at all? So I had... I didn't want to talk to you before because I had an inkling there were two Slenderman horror movies made and they were both shitty. <laughs> so I figured you there's so a I probably you saw that watch one of them. <laughs> yeah, shitty horror movie, I probably have seen it. I figured there's a good chance. Yeah. But are you familiar with the Slenderman? So I do know a little bit about about uh Mr. Slendy's yeah, and to be clear to our audience, we are not talking about uh, the seminal character in the Charlie's Angels movies, the Thin Man. Yeah, no, different. We're different. We're not. This is the Slender Man. Yeah, we're not ripping hair and sniffing it. All right, we're just uh, we're talking about Mister Slendies himself. Slendies himself. Um, yeah. So I do know a little bit that essentially it. it, it I don't know if it started, obviously you'll take us through this. It started as like a meme or something. And uh, it was. it's obviously this big, slender, weird looking character that there's been some folklore around to build up this story. And I think I did watch one of the movies. I think the more recent one. And no bullshit. And it's just not, I was expecting like, I think I was coming off the high of like watching the Baba Duke, and uh, it didn't fucking come close. So good, yeah, yeah. Baba Duke, so good. A better kind of like ethereal kind of monster, mm-hmm. yeah. Movie, not necessarily the creature itself. We're saying, but like the movie, the Baba Duke, fantastic. Yes, yeah, exactly. Spooky. But I think very different because the Slenderman has like overcome that, and, and there's a lot more lore surrounding it that I I don't know of. It almost reminded me of when we were younger, the Poughkeepsie tapes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where that was like, what that ended up just being a movie, but there was so much lore around it. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, it was like guerrilla marketing for it, where they released these short form videos. Absolutely. But I think Slenderman has kind of a little more internet lore uh, around the entire topic. Yeah, internet based. And funny enough, the a lot of people don't remember the Blair Witch actually did also a considerable amount of like guerrilla marketing that, you know, really put it on the map, I would say. Damn. But yeah, that it, it's it's a good base to start and we're going to we're going to answer a lot of the questions I feel like you were posing in that. I also love that you struggled with the same issue I did when I was having this write up and trying to describe the Slender Man without just calling him Slender. <laughs> it's, uh, what you... you know, the Slender Man, he's kind of like a slender guy. I don't know. It's like, he's like creepy. <laughs> he's like, um, which you can't say he's not creepy, but like he's a creepy he's Jack creepy. Skellington. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Right? Pretty much. I think we were numbed by yeah. having A Nightmare Before Christmas because he's, he's so good. He looks kind of like it, but now just like. Mm-hmm. No childhood memories. It's it's straight like scare the fuck out of you. Yeah, it's a little bit more violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's get into it. First, we're gonna set the mood. Then we're gonna dive into the origin, Ooh. the the folklore, and everything. Ooh. And then we're gonna get into the Slenderman when he jumps out <gasps> into the real world. 
with real world consequences. Oh shit, warm me up, baby. <laughs> so first let's set the mood. The sun slowly sets on a cool October night. Darkness brings a momentary silence, soon filled with the howls and hissing of the nocturnal forest nightlife. You lay in bed, the pitch-black room allowing the shadows of the outside world to spill in. Your bedtime has long since passed, but the thoughts racing through your head keep you awake. Multiple times now, you've tried closing your eyes and diving into the emptiness of sleep, only to be yanked back by a nagging feeling in your head. A thought that feels almost like a command pulling you out of the safety of your warm blankets. Against the pleas of your common sense, you slowly make your way to the window. Standing motionless at the window, you gaze into the dimly lit backyard. The dim glow of the first floor windows does little to illuminate the yard leading to the dark forest that borders it. The invasive command grows louder, manifesting into more than a thought. It is now an all-encompassing emotional sensation. You can no longer fight its pull. Grabbing your phone and a pair of untied boots as you slip downstairs and outside without alerting your parents. Outside, the cold air bites at your cheeks, though, to any observer, you look unfazed. The pull grows stronger still. Your legs cruise on autopilot, drawing you closer to the forest's edge. Finally, you pause at the entrance and look at the towering wall formed by the trees. The pause is only momentary, and soon you descend into the darkness of the thicket. Eyes slowly adjusting, your path is lit by streaks of moonlight penetrating through the sparse holes among the trees. Your pace remains constant as any sign of light or sound from the outside world deafens to just a memory. The pull in your head only strengthens, moving deeper into the wood. You know you're cold, but doesn't matter. Soon, even the moonlight cannot break through the dark of the forest. Pulling out your phone, the flashlight illuminates, only an arm's length away, but enough to keep from falling. Then, a new feeling invades your mind, the creeping uneasiness of someone watching you, someone just out of sight, someone you feel in your gut should not be trusted. Still, you cannot stop your feet until something up ahead freezes your whole body. Squinting hard, you think you can make out a looming figure. It stands unnaturally tall and, and mostly in black. The pull grows incredibly intense. Despite every rational thought in your body, you walk toward the figure. Abandoning the flashlight, you switch your phone over to the camera. Timidly, you walk forward pointing your phone in the direction of the figure. The figure does not move, and you can feel it watching you despite not seeing any eyes. You scream at yourself to turn around, but the pull is too great. Inching closer, the figure takes shape in front of you. It towers above you, standing upwards of nine feet tall. Supported by tall, thin legs, its arms stretch down to the forest floor and end in long, claw-like fingers. Deathly pale white skin reflects the slight moonlight creeping in. Its face is smooth and featureless. Feeling close enough, you snap a picture on your phone. The flash dumps light onto the surrounding area. The figure's head snaps in your direction and its long arms reach out to you with frightening speed. The mental hold on you is shattered and you instantly turn and start running. You have no sense of where you are, but you know you need to get away from that thing. As you race through the forest, blood slowly drips from your nose. You don't remember getting hit, though. After what seems like minutes of running, you dare to peek behind you and see where it might be. You turn, and only darkness clears back. Your pace slows. You walk backwards, slowly maintaining your direction while searching for a sign of the tall figure, only to lose your footing on loose stones. You collapse to the ground and crawl to a nearby tree, catching your breath. Silence again dominates the air. Feeling bold, you pull out your phone and navigate to the photo album. You click on the photo and your heart sinks. The image is completely distorted. Artifacts fill the picture. All you can make out is a single outstretched finger. While analyzing a photo, a ringing grows in your ears. It slowly gets louder and louder almost becoming painful. 
A tiny bit of blood drips on your phone, along with a ringing comes the stinging pain of nausea. Your senses become overloaded. You look up, and it's standing over you, long, thin arms reaching out towards you. Long, black tentacles explode from its back, surrounding you and blocking out all the light. You open your mouth to let out a scream, but nothing comes out as you are swiftly consumed by darkness. Have you ever heard of the Slender Man? The Slender Man? Yes. No, I have not. He's kind of been a big buzz on the internet lately. Okay. And there's these videos on YouTube um, about these these group of people who made um, videos. Well, the Slender Man is one of those uh, shadow people type stories, and it, it's it's common amongst kids. And there's been um, photos that have surfaced on the internet from this um, library that burned in California. Yes. The following year. Um, I started having a lot of dreams, and um, I saw this thing in my dream, this, what I believe is a Slender Man, and uh, it was a very vivid dream. That was in 82, I had the dream. Okay, well, does he look like what people have been describing him to be? And in the pictures, there's like a bunch of children, and in the background, you can see like almost a tall, like, figure. He's almost like a, like a man in black, and he wears a tall suit, but he's faceless. Then I knew there was a there was this 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 thing is real. So you don't think this is some little YouTube hoax, do you? No, this is uh this is uh the dark side communicating with humans. And that is just a small example of the kind of introduction and lore that the Slender Man was born from online. A small little creepy pasta story. A story. Yeah, I, was... I decided to give you know throw in throw in the hat and give my little attempt at a Slenderman story. Look at that little story you had. I have one. Yeah. I have one issue with your actually not an issue, but just a a point I want to bring up with a creative criticism. Yes, but <laughs> I can't handle that. Not with you, with the entire genre. Oh, the entire genre of. The entire genre of horror or the yeah. entire genre of slender? Man? I'll put it out there horror. Okay. Whoa. So big, big, big thoughts coming out now. I've watched enough. I should be able to have my own opinion. That's true. Um, so whenever there's a situation, you, you finally like get out of this grasp. You're running away from the creature, the, uh-huh. the, the bad thing that's, that's trying to kill you. Uh, yeah. They always turn around and then they fall. And for some reason, just get the fuck back up and run. <laughs> they always like don't look at the picture. They, they get like trapped, and then he goes, oh, "I gotta, I gotta wait. Let me scroll through. Maybe, maybe I was losing it." Uh, like uh, mm-hmm. you can do that in your fucking bed when you get back up and you sprint back. You fucking klutz, <laughs> little spazoid who tripped over some loose rocks. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Although I did see a video recently, somebody was filming this woman on the beach, and a seal was coming up after her, and she was trying to take a picture, and then it kept coming, so she turned and ran and kept tripping and kept trying to get up and then kept tripping until the seal just started like surrounding her. <laughs> and it's like, it's a real thing. You know, people just can't escape. What are you gonna do? Hey, that's true. I I can't. I've never been in that situation, so maybe it's true. It's gonna. Do, I, if I ever get in one of those situations, it's gonna be such a. I'm gonna call back to this, and just be. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna like be tripping over myself, and I'm gonna be like, oh fuck, dude. Mm. Oh, I knew this was gonna happen. It's karma. <laughs> oh, the headlines. The headlines are gonna be terrible. Oh fuck. <laughs> So, after getting that setting set, a little spooky story for you, let's get into the true origin of the Slender Man. Spooky. In 2009, on the Something Awful forums, a Photoshop contest was being held. In this competition, the goal was to create an image of a creature, entity, or monster that looked real. Amongst the many entries, two black-and-white photos were submitted by Eric Knudsen under the account Victor Surge. The first image shows a group of kids walking away from something. Slight concern washed across their faces. 
In the back, a tall, looming figure lurks. Its face is white and featureless, body dressed in a black suit. Accompanied by the picture is a quote from an unknown, presumed dead photographer that said, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. The second photo features more kids, this time playing on a playground. The same black figure lingers blurry in the background of the image, followed by the quote, One of the two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Liberty Blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. Photographer Mary Thomas, missing since June 13, 1986. These two simple pictures and quotes would ignite the lore into what would become the Internet's most famous folklore monster, the Slender Man. The Internet instantly latched on to this creature. Creepypasta, a site for perusing easily shareable horror stories, was flooded with everyone's interpretations of the Slender Man. People were cosplaying the entity, and thousands of fan art was spread across the Internet. Slenderman was an instant success due mainly to its creative influences and lack of clear motives. Eric has explained that his influences came from a variety of horror sources, most notably Stephen King, Zach Parsons, Shadow People, The Mothman, the surrealist art of William S. Burroughs, and H.P. Lovecraft. Slenderman's persona was ethereal and otherworldly, giving visual interpretations freedom to explore. Along those same lines, his motives were never clearly defined, allowing everyone to embed their own personal fears upon him. His creation is quite often compared to fairies in classic folklore. The whole creation and success of Slenderman has been compared to the stories of traditional folklore. Professor Shira Chess from the University of Georgia explores this connection in her book, Folklore, Horror, Stories, and the Slender Man, The Development of an Internet Mythology. She posits that Slender Man exemplifies the traditional folklore aspects mixed with the open-source ethos of the Internet, explaining further that the three specific aspects relate Slender Man to folklore. Those aspects entail collectivity, variability, and performance. Essentially, a tale passed down through stories and drawings, though always encompassing similar themes mixed with the creator's voice. The Slenderman would find its way into many different media formats, beyond online stories and fan art, starting from a post on the Something Awful forums, a YouTube series would emerge encompassing the Slenderman lore. The series was called Marble Hornets and donned the found footage style of horror, following a group of friends as they unravel a mystery of distorted tapes and deadly encounters with the Slenderman. The series grew into an ARG and garnered millions of views. All this eventually led them to create a low-budget, feature-length film. More series followed, such as Everyman Hybrid and Tribe 12, among others, with some of these shows collaborating on combined storylines. Those three, there is definitely a lot to consume, but if you're ever in the mood for like just throwing on a really good found footage horror series, I highly suggest Everyman Hybrid and Marble Hornets. They're both excellent, super, super excellent, and they're made by, like, kids. Damn. Yeah. It's they're very good. No, that sounds awesome. So so yeah. So if I'm understanding this right. So it it literally mm. started from these two pictures put into like a, a contest online. Yeah. It's so we'll get into it a little bit more, but like as a brief side note, uh Slenderman is always compared to traditional folk tales in the sense of how they spread in like collaborative fashion where everybody kind of puts their own spin, but there's these core tenants and stuff like that. But what's interesting about Slenderman is 
we can specifically point to the actual creation of it. It was this dude, Eric, on the Something Awful forums from these two photos. But even with that, it, they still compare it to like a folktale because of the like life it takes on after that. Got it. No, that makes sense. And that that is crazy to think because like, you think a lot of, of these newer movies and, and even tales about different creatures and stuff, yeah, you can kind of backtrack mm-hmm. that they follow suit with like uh, like Grimm's fairy tales and, and, and things like that. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, Slenderman like came on so strong as this lore that it's crazy to think that some guy just just pulled this out and originally it's just a picture like there there's no other story behind it, it it's just the initial there picture. are the two quotes yeah yeah that... there are the two quotes with them but even that doesn't doesn't do too much to like give away what he does yada 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 it just kind of gives you the sense of like the dread and fear that is brought on by the sunlighter man I got it and so with these two pictures is there any I, I know there's the story behind the the pictures you mentioned of like the mm-hmm. library and evidence well things. just the two quotes yeah, yeah yeah but is there any actual understanding of where the pictures came from like uh th- they're photoshops that he created I don't know where he like obviously he inserts the figure in these photos mm-hmm. I don't actually know the source of the two images but he did a great job of selecting two photos, I would say, that give you this sense of uneasiness almost. Like one, putting kids with like an ominous figure always gives you uneasiness. But especially that first one is like, I don't know. The first one always makes me super unsettled. Yeah, that's why I'm interested. Like where did he find these? Because they are, they're that like amateur style photo of like, I don't know. It's got to be like what seventies, eighties style yeah. kids. Um, that's just in the quotes that he adds. And granted, you know they might not have any relation to mm-hmm. the actual photos, but in the quotes, both are listed as being taken in the eighties. Got it. So he was already adding that sense of like a found photo. You know. Yeah. Damn. That is chilling to to look at those photos. Yeah. That fucking mean mugging motherfucker on that first one is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> giving you the stank dude, eye. Uh <laughs> tell me though I tried to give my lunch money through the screen at him. Yeah, dude, he's the bully. The guy behind him next to the, the girl. Tell me he doesn't uh-huh. look kind of like a Neville Longbottom. A little Neville Longbottom y. Right? Which means that that motherfucker is going to look real handsome oh, in about 20 years. I'm sure he, he's got to be, <laughs> he's primed out. He's probably Instagram famous by now. <laughs> Along with the online series, multiple games were made about the Slender Man. Games such as Slender, the Eight Pages, which saw massive success in the gaming world. The Slender Man's success was even seen in more mainstream media though obviously misunderstood. An article found in the Minneapolis Star Tribune grasps at the idea of Slenderman, but fails to research its origin, marking it as hard to pin down, which, just side note, we've clearly pinned down. It's not very hard. Uh, Do your research, son. It It was very easy to pin down. Further still, only five months after its creation, Art Bell, on his show Coast to Coast, received multiple calls from listeners asking if the stories were true. These were some of the calls you heard earlier. While Slenderman's influence was so widespread, Eric Knudsen still held rights to his likeness. He was selective in which major features would be approved, commenting that, For him, it wasn't about the money, but maintaining the artistic integrity of his creation. Oh, fucking, come on, god damn, when I hear that, come on, you money-grabbing hoe. No, but seriously, so there were like a few feature films that released Slenderman films. That were booty hole. Yeah, none of them were good. They were for money. But not all of them 
were officially licensed by Knudsen. Oh. He does still own the rights. So he was like, he wasn't saying that like, oh, I don't want money. He was just saying like, no, I want you to like maintain the vibe that the internet has created for this character. And give me money. And give me money. <laughs> give me, my name's Knudsen. I need money. I need money. Don't fuck up my Slenderman or I'm going to put my last name, Mouth. Get it? Eric Mouth. No, no, the other way. Say his last name and then Mouth. <laughs> mouth Nudson? No, the other way. Nudson, your mouth. Yeah! Come on, man. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> While Slenderman was so adaptable, many features, descriptions, and themes did fall into an unofficial canon. Slenderman generally was found in the forest or nearby abandoned buildings. He was always tall, ranging from seven to nine feet. He is always depicted in a dark black suit, contrasting his stark white skin and featureless face. Jack Skellington. Along with his, yeah, well, kind of, but less features. Yeah, less, less of the... Uh, skeletons, skeletons got a face. This, we don't want no face on yeah, this guy. No stitch mouth. Right. Along with his long-reaching arms, dozens of tentacles were also often portrayed coming out of his back. Beyond appearance, the Slenderman had the ability to teleport and communicate telepathically. Victims were said to develop paranoia, nightmares, delusions, and nosebleeds in his presence. These symptoms were often referred to as slender sickness. Or depression. Well, you know. (laughs) I'm just lining up (laughs) symptoms here. (laughs) Encountering Slenderman would also cause audio and video distortion to tapes and technology nearby. A last canon feature popularized by the crew of Marble Hornets was the idea of a proxy. A proxy was a victim that was under Slenderman's control, though these victims were less his puppets and more violently insane, causing havoc to the friends and family around. This core idea of a proxy would thrust the Slenderman out of the online world and into a horrifying reality. <gasps> That's what you said at the beginning. That is. We're here. We made it. Strap in. Oh, I'm strapped on. It's about to get real worse. Oh, shit. Morgan Geyser and Peyton Lautner had met in kindergarten, but became best friends in the fourth grade. The two lived in Wakesha. Wakusha. Wakasha? Wakusha. Uh, Wisconsin. It's cross your arms and call it Wakanda. Thank you. I t- nope. <laughs> this, it's Wisconsin. It's far more white. Oh, uh, hey, it's originally Native American. Thank you very much. Morgan was quiet, creative, and funny, but somewhat of a loner. Peyton, who often went by Bella, explained that Geyser was sitting all by herself and didn't think anyone should sit alone. Geyser recalls that at the time, Bella was her only friend, and Bella said Morgan was her best friend. In sixth grade, Morgan met a new friend on the bus to school, Anissa Weir. All three girls continued to hang out, but Morgan and Anissa seemed to have a stronger connection. In fact, Bella comments that she actively did not like Anissa, describing her as cruel and jealous. However, she remained good friends with Morgan because, in her words, everyone deserves a friend. The relationship became further strained when Morgan and Anissa discovered the Slenderman on Creepypasta. Both became incredibly interested in the stories, while Bella protested and explained that the stories terrified her. Nonetheless, their friendship pushed on. May 2014 came around, and Morgan's birthday was soon approaching. To celebrate, a sleepover was quickly planned. It would just be Morgan, Anissa, and Peyton. On the first day, the three went out for a fun day of roller skating, then back to Morgan's house for the sleepover. The next day, the three awoke, tired from the skating the day before. Still excited for a fun day, they all left the house and walked towards the local park. After hanging out at the park for a while, Anissa and Morgan had the idea to play hide-and-seek <gasps> in the nearby woods. fucking love that game. Can I just, side note, we need to start playing that as adults more. Just Hide-and-seek? Yeah. Sure. I'll, I think it's great. I'll, it's a lot of fun. 
It's the best. I'll just leave it at that. Also, let's do it. Listen, this isn't my idea. This is your idea, but it's sparking. It's sparking I, the thought. I love it. I would. I would say hide and seek as adults would be more fun because we're better at hiding, which makes the finding more difficult. Oh my god! Yeah, it's taken me two years to find you. You're the best at hiding. <laughs> you've hidden. You've hidden away from all of our friends. <laughs> I think you've won the game, basically. <laughs> it'd be introvert championships twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> You can't find me if I never answer my phone. <laughs> the door's locked. Oh, I guess you're not going to get me. <laughs> After hanging out at the park for a while, Anissa and Morgan had the idea to play hide-and-seek in the nearby woods. The girls all agreed and started making their way into the forest depths. Landing at a flat, secluded spot, Anissa and Morgan pressured Peyton into laying down and covering herself in leaves for the game. Reluctant at first... Peyton eventually got down and played along. Without warning, Morgan pounced on Peyton. She produced a small knife and violently stabbed Peyton while Anissa watched. Morgan ruthlessly stabbed Peyton 19 times in the arms, legs, torso, liver, and stomach, missing her heart by a mere millimeter. Peyton could do little except look up in pain and whisper, I trusted you, to Morgan through strained teeth. Morgan and Nyssa looked down on Peyton as she grasped for life and told her they would go get help. This was a cold lie as the two girls left Peyton to bleed out alone in the woods. Wait, they're in sixth grade? They are 12 years old at this point. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, I was thinking like Hocus Pocus 2. We were talking about it. There's three girls in the <laughs> in the woods. Uh, like they get magic powers i didn't think there was gonna be a murder Peyton, however was not done through searing pain and fear at only 12 years old paler lautner crawled her way out of the forest and to a nearby path there she was seen by a passing cyclist rick steinberg who immediately called the police why this was by chance too why did he call the cops the steinberg no, 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 no. I'm what not I'm not that racist. Come on. I said why did he call the cuz what did a car not move? He called emergent the, No, no, he called emergency services. Oh, I figured He called 911. I figured like a car didn't move over far enough for him cuz he was being an asshole cyclist taking up the whole road and he just happened no, no, to be like enough, Oh, there's a girl there. <laughs> funny enough, he was riding down a chained off path. <gasps> he wasn't supposed to be there. He wasn't supposed to be Dude, there. cyclists never follow the fucking laws. We know that. But this cyclist who didn't follow the laws oh. saved a fucking girl's life. Okay, so one bad apple. Just say it. One bad <laughs> apple and okay, yeah. An ambulance collected Peyton and rushed her to the nearby hospital where, though it took days, she would fully recover. Asking, did you catch them? When she fully regained consciousness, local PD had caught them. The two girls were picked up walking along the side of the I-94 highway. The two were split up, and the interrogations began, unraveling the unsettling truth. Morgan and Anissa were in very different states when the interrogations began. Anissa was noticeably distraught, often on the verge of hyperventilating and tears. On the other hand, Morgan was deathly calm, with no sense of empathy concerning what had just happened. However, both were open about the motive behind the event, the Slender Man. The two girls had gone beyond enjoying some scary tales about the tall entity and into a full-on belief he was real. They feared the Slender Man would kill both of their families if they did not become his proxies. In their minds, the only way to become proxies was to appease him by committing murder. They had to kill Peyton. It wasn't a want, it was a necessity. Proving further that this wasn't a rash decision, the two girls explained that they had been planning this since last December. They would use code words to discuss it in public, framing Peyton as the enemy threatening the lives of their families in their heads. The stabbing in the woods was disturbingly the third time they had tried to kill Peyton. 
At first, they had planned to duct tape and stab her after roller skating, but found they were too tired. <laughs> Exploring the frightening ju- juxtaposition between the young age and the violent plans they were making. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is not funny, but it's fucking hilarious. They they planned to murder her after roller skating, but but they were too tired. They took off their skates and were like, oh, "My feet hurt. I can't do this. I can't even. I can't listen, murder right I now. I can't even think of lifting up this kitchen knife. Are you kidding me? Not even a chance. Oh, she's gonna fight back when we try to tape her. They brought down. They brought down the disco ball. You expect me to stop roller skating when they brought out the disco ball? Like no, right? I know my feet are tired. I can't do this. I've got a fever, and it's the cocaine. But currently, at this moment, I am too tired. <laughs> I'm too tired right now. <laughs> oh my god, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but like as I was writing, it's like it's it's a crazy kind of juxtaposition of the fact that they're committing, they're planning, and executing this awful fucking stabbing, but they are still twelve years old. Yeah, like they are kids, they are children. That's so. It's like this. It's it's you know you get too tired after roller skating you don't want to do the murder dude it's literally <laughs> you know? premeditated manslaughter also refund our dying roller skating brakes that's it dude bring back roller skating roller skating saves we need lives to stop more murders they save lives dude. roller skating saves lives Are you kidding me if we didn't have I think roller skating would be saving more lives if we didn't have bow wow as the representative for fucking roll bounce trying to bring back roller skating for a little bit roll bounce is that roller skating in a trampoline warehouse <laughs> that sounds awesome <laughs> but no it's the terrible movie where bow wow like brings his group back and they do a roller skating group you'll uh it's it sounds awful it's 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 watch it it's scarier than the Slenderman movies <laughs> <laughs> The next attempt was the morning of the stabbing when they were in the park. While in the park's bathroom, Morgan had attempted to smash Peyton's head into the concrete floor, though failing that just made Peyton mad. Morgan explains the bathroom would have had a drain for the blood to go down. Also, she had read that it was easier to kill someone when they were unconscious, a fact she probably learned while Googling how to get away with murder the police found along with what kind of crazy am I on her computer. They also found multiple pictures of Slenderman and mutilated dolls in her room. Due to their steadfast belief that the Slenderman was communicating and threatening their lives, a judge initially found the two girls incompetent to stand trial. However, on December 19th, 2014, the judge would finally find them competent to stand trial. And in August 2015, it was ruled that the two girls would be tried as adults. <gasps> I was wondering if that would happen. Yeah. Oh, because you commit a heinous act like that. They're going to bring you up. Doesn't matter if you're 12. If you can think, hey, 12 years old. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, if you can tie your laces while roller skating, you can stand trial as an adult. I so I watched through both of their police interrogations because it's the world of the internet and those are just up online. Oh yeah, <laughs> amongst other like interviews and stuff like that and documentaries about it. It's crazy to see the difference between the two, but like both of them are fully, fully aware of what they were doing, other than the fact that they were, you know, clearly like mentally, mentally ill. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so we'll get to it, but one of them was is uh diagnosed with schizophrenia. Got it. That makes sense. So, yeah. one question I have cuz you just mentioned they have the they found the pictures of of Slenderman and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, is there any reference to a specific uh material or any or or anything that specifically got them thinking like Slenderman? L- they both mention in their police interrogations the creepypasta website that they were reading stories there that's where they got the ideas from the slenderman so it wasn't a lot of the other forms of media it was mainly the stories on creepypasta from there they it was the kind of thing of like oh slenderman's 
in my dreams. And then the other one like confirms it. just like, oh, he's in my dreams too. Yeah. And then they start more and more going into it and believing it's real. Because it's like, oh, it's in my dreams. Oh, I see him. Oh, he talks to me. One of them, the schizophrenic, it's, I can't, like, this is a very serious mental issue, but it's, I can't get through this without laughing. I, I, she, I'm not going to Along you. with hearing, along with hearing the Slenderman talk to her, she also was being communicated to by Lord Voldemort and one of the Ninja Turtles. Which one? I don't know. They don't say. That's, if it was Donatello, I swear to God. I would. <laughs> I wanted to, I. And I was like, they didn't say it. Maybe it's somewhere. Maybe we could find it. Maybe one of our fans can inform us which Ninja Turtle was talking to the 12-year-old stabber. But I was trying to think which Ninja Turtle it would be. For you? Which which Ninja Turtle tried to stab another Ninja Turtle? (laughs) Clearly the only one with stabby ones. You're not stabbing with a bow staff. Yeah. Who had the, um, whatever the hell you call them. The... Fuck the, the leader, the one, the red one, the fake tridents, <laughs> right? I don't know the round daggers. The only one I know of uh, that I think I relate to from the song. The only thing I can remember is, and Michelangelo is a party dude, teenage mutant ninja turtles. And you're like, dang, I I also am a party dude, right? And I'm like, shit, maybe he's been telling me to party my whole life. Uh huh. Oh fuck, dude. How'd that work out? Not great. I'm doing a podcast like four beers deep right now. <laughs> <laughs> then on August 21st, 2017, after a lengthy trial, Anissa Weir pleaded guilty to attempted second degree murder. Anissa and her lawyers claim no responsibility for her actions due to insanity. Anissa would be committed to a mental hospital for the next three years. Then, in December of that same year, she was ordered to be hospitalized for 25 years and then institutionalized until she was 37. On September 25, 2017, Morgan Geyser eventually pleaded guilty to attempted first-degree murder. Reaching an agreement to avoid jail time, Morgan Geyser was sentenced to 40 years in a Wisconsin mental hospital, the maximum sentence allowed. Geyser was officially diagnosed with schizophrenia, something her father also struggled with. In 2021, Anissa Weir would be officially released early from the ordered mental hospital stay. She was required to live with her father and not leave Wakusha County. The release also required her to maintain psychiatric treatment, have GPS monitoring, and have her internet access limited. Authorities have denied early release for Morgan Geyser. Peyton Lutner is now living healthy in an undisclosed college and hopefully moving on from this horrible event. Woo! Well, we love to hear that, at least a partial happy ending. Yeah, I would say a very happy ending. Well, I mean, one of them is out. Yeah, but not the one that stabbed. That's true. That actually did the stabbing. Only the one that was um, definitely mentally troubled. Yeah. I mean, they both were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, This incident erupted a nationwide panic among parents. The Slender Man was covered by the majority of mainstream news outlets, though, again, no proper understanding was honestly gained, instead describing him as some online boogeyman. However, the general representation online did begin to shift. The popularity of Slenderman's stories decreased, and the overall messaging changed. People were turning him into a somewhat of an anti-hero. Slenderman was, not protecting the, was now protecting the lonely and bullied kids of the world. While still dispatching his victims in violent ways, this new messaging, while good, did not have the same widespread success as the original series. The Marble Hornets movie had the unfortunate timing to, br- to be released after the Wakusha incident. The film was met with much backlash and accusations of profiting over the pain of others. Other incidents that supposedly involved Slendermen were reported. One in which a 13-year-old girl attacked her mother with a knife. Later, the police found fiction she had written that included the Slenderman. Another incident involved a 14-year-old girl who supposedly burnt down her house with her mother and younger brother still inside. She also had Slenderman fan fiction and searches found in her room. 
These incidents, however, feel much like the accusations that violent video games cause extreme violence in kids, a boogeyman or convenient thing to blame for someone clearly needing mental help. And that is the story of Slenderman. Damn. I didn't know. I, I knew the lore around it. I didn't know it actually resulted in some crazy shit in real life. Yeah. Definitely resulted in some crazy thing in life. And there's some things like, you know, I, I, I added ju- those last two incidents for just like completion's sake. Mm. But again, in the interrogations of Morgan and Anissa, they both like clearly state they're like, we killed Peyton or they call her Bella. We killed Bella because we want to be proxies for the slender man. So he wouldn't kill our family. Like it was very, very clear. These other two incidents were like, they, it just seems far too like tacked on. Like I have searches of the fucking slender man, but it's like, I'm not obsessed with the slender man, you know? So I threw those in, but no, it, it, you know, it's, it's that kind of realm in my no, mind. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's crazy. And then the fact that like Anissa's out on, so she's out, she basically went to almost like a juvie deferral program to, uh, institutionalization and is out on, you said GPS. Um, so like, she's basically wearing a, um, ankle monitor, right? She's wearing an ankle monitor. She is not allowed to leave Wakusha County. She has to stay there. Uh, Peyton is reported to be have left the county. She's out of there. Yeah. Not spending any time in there. Anissa has to stay with her father, and she is like court-ordered to go to Got psychiatric it. evaluations that makes sense. every so um, often. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough because like, she, you know... Well, she didn't do the actual stabbing. She was certainly part of the planning, all that. Although all the police and the interrogations immediately honed in on Morgan being the like mastermind of this whole yeah kind uh, of yeah. situation. And, and I mean, we were fucking incident. We knew twelve-year-old girls at one point. I mean, some of, some of them should have been institutionalized. If you ask me, <laughs> I got the scars to show hey, it. Hey, you do. That's terrible. That's terrible. Oh god, they're emotional scars, everybody. They're emotional scars. Yeah, I don't know. And we bury those down deep. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. So yeah, Anissa almost sounds like um, almost reminds me of when you started talking about that, like Disturbia type, like Shia LaBeouf kind of strapped up with her ankle, can't can't leave. She didn't punch her her teacher in the face but no she kind of got strapped up disturbia though pretty fucking sick movie right <laughs> yeah with that pivot yeah absolutely pretty, i do like disturbia pretty cool. because it's essentially a retelling of hitchcock's rear window which is one of my favorite hitchcock films uh actually no i think it's a retelling of the greatest movie of all time the summer of 84 it's about a guy watching his fucking murdering neighbor with a hot-ass other neighbor who somehow sneaks in his window at one point and tell me it's not exactly the same plot. And I will show you every point where it, instead of it's the, he doesn't have an Asian friend, he's got a fat friend. That's the only difference. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, tell me I'm wrong. There are a lot of similarities. There are a lot of similarities. I would only say the, the, the slight difference tiny little difference the kids are not bound to their fucking house because they're on house it's arrest they're fucking little children and he's a little bitch boy fucking uh newspaper boy all right wasn't shia LaBeouf in a fucking high school yes. in disturbia that's a child yeah i don't care how old he looks he is a child yes, but like he helped save the fucking earth against the decepticons so like that's worth a couple of years. That's true. Yeah. Before Mark Wahlberg yeah, did. Before that racist came in. What's going on? You guys transforming over here? How you doing? Hey. How's your mother? Donnie, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like hamburgers? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was our spooky episode for a spooky, spooky month. Not like any of our other episodes aren't fucking terrifying, but this specifically was like a no, monster. No, this was fun. So. Yeah, I'm glad this came up because I was thinking, what could we do for October? 
And this is such mm-hmm. a well-known recent kind of internet lore, which is very cool to to understand a little bit more about it because a lot of those that come up on the internet, yeah. we, we really don't know the background of it. And it's cool to like definitively know here's where it started. We know. And then here's where it got to some PMSing little girls trying to stab each other. That's a, certainly a description of the events that one could give if they wanted to. Sure. <laughs> And that's the exact description we want to give here. Weird Wide Web. Uh, stamp it. Send it out. Put it on the internet. That's the stand we're taking, baby. Oh, man. It's a stand. I hope you're ready to die on. <laughs> I'm ready to die it's just women things, right? Just women things? It's just, yeah, they're young women. They're in their teens. I did. I did. And there. this was... Not my fault. I did not mean to do this, but I did realize in listing the other two examples of possible Slenderman influence, it was all women. Dude. I'm not saying anything, but those were the examples I found online. <laughs> hey, just saying, ask ask a majority of women their ideal body type. They're probably going to ask for a Slender Man. <laughs> Give me that faceless Pete Davidson looking ass. Dude, yeah, you Slenderman is Pete Davidson. <laughs> we just solved that. <laughs> That's why he is so popular. <laughs> I don't get it. There's just He's some natural the attraction. Man. There's some there's some unnatural attraction. Uh drawn to it. Damn, dude, we might have solved it. And Pete Davidson would take you on a date. The first date into the woods. Yeah, he would. The Staten Island woods. <laughs> Motherfucker, you're just making more work for me. And we're gonna cut it at a super like unambiguous moment Snips and it's gonna be end. fucking this. It should just be like, yeah, you. it's kind of like Pete Davidson and then just stop and then it's, it's gonna be well, three yeah, minutes. We, we can't talk about that. Three minutes of bleeping at the end of this fucking episode for no reason. <laughs> but that was our spooky episode. That was the Slenderman. Kind of terrifying that uh you know, people so young can commit commit such violent acts and show no remorse. It's horrifying. Um, and that's your spook for the season. Yes. Spook. Thank you. Spook- Thank you for the spooky session, yeah. Also, mm-hmm. gotta say it's been extra spooky because as we've been on here, this picture of this creepy fucking kid from the first oh, picture. I left it up s- for you. He's been staring at me the entire time. Yeah. I left it I'm, up for you. Dude, I'm so scared. He kind of looks like Rosie O'Donnell in, um, what is it, Now and Then, the movie? <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Fuck. I'm trying to... No, there's totally... He looks like a bully in like a Disney movie that this kid looks exactly like, and I cannot fucking place it. We'll throw it up on our Instagram. Tell us which fucking Disney Channel bully this little shithead looks like. Oh, now that you say it, I think, I, yeah, okay. I'd you like know what to, I'm talking like about? get some help. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. We'll get some help on this. Uh, that's been the Weird Wide Web. And a fun, spooky story. If you got a spooky story or a personal internet story, we want to hear it. Reach out to us at the Weird Wide Web dot pod at gmail.com. Weird Wide Web dot pod on Instagram. Weird Wide Web pod on Twitter. And the Weird Wide Web on the YouTubes. Because we like the YouTubes. The YouTubes are fun. We like that. We get confused. And thanks for joining me now. What a spooky day. Thank you for a little spooky October. I I had a pumpkin beer. I had a a little spook fest. Got to talk about Hocus Pocus 2 for a little bit. And then learned a little about the Slendies. So a great job. I don't want to call you out, but before we recorded this, you, you texted me. You said, you know what? What if we did a Hocus Pocus 2 podcast? And I said, nope. Yeah, and, I said, nope. and I said, nope. And I said, nope. So you can all yell at me for this. Because I don't have enough material for a whole podcast on Hocus Pocus 2, but maybe I do. Hey, Stay we tuned. Still got one more week in October, people. Right, right. For our weekly podcast. Oh, nope. It's bi weekly. <laughs> I bet it would come out at the end, right? When's the 31st? Oh, don't ask me to do fucking date math. I'm not good at date math. (laughs) Date math is such a bad term. (laughs) 
She's know, technically 18. Oh, I fucking hate <laughs> myself. End the episode. End the episode. Thanks for watching, people.